Well, welcome back to the Care Ministry Podcast. Um, today is November 10th, 2022. Our go-to verse is Romans 12.2, change your mind, change your life. And uh, I am joined here by two special guests, and we're going to get to them in a moment. Um, but uh, today we're talking about veterans and veterans care. And uh, But before we get started, uh, my two guests, uh, Bill and Ham, uh, I just want to give you guys an opportunity to, to introduce yourself. Uh, I'm Bill Townsend. Um, I'm retired Army. Uh, I was a tanker for 22 years. Been stationed all over the world. Retired in 2010. Awesome. Thanks for joining. Outstanding. I'm Ham, retired Command Sergeant Major, U.S. Army. Uh, deployments to Bosnia, Afghanistan, and Iraq. And uh, just thankful for this ministry and appreciate you all allowing us to come in. I'm so glad you guys are here, and I'm so excited we're able to get this podcast out in time for Veterans Day. Uh, but before we get started, we always like to have a soft start, and uh, so I've got a couple questions for our special guests here. It's going to be, uh, would you rather, so uh, <laughs> would you rather be in a zombie apocalypse or a robot apocalypse? I'll go with that. I'm going to go with the zombie apocalypse because we always joke about it, you know, when the zombie apocalypse comes, this... Don't forget, you want to take the headshot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say that uh, I'm probably the zombie apocalypse because I've watched too much Terminator and that stuff just scares me. They're too hard to take them down. Skynet. And <laughs> yeah, it's too hard to take them down. That's I a agree. tough question because it also yeah. hits my faith about, you know, when yeah. Jesus comes back. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's yeah. The robot, of course, because they're not uh, saved. But sound like, we not sound like veterans. I'll take the headshot. Yeah. Roger. <laughs> Here's another one. Okay. Would you rather uh, every third thought you have be out loud or never be alone no matter what you are doing? Well, every one of my third <laughs> thoughts are probably out loud. So, Well, and I always say, you know, oh, I hope nobody can uh, understand what I'm thinking right now. That's terrible. But the other thing is I'm such an extrovert. extrovert I don't like to be alone. I don't either. I'm an extrovert. I don't yeah. like to be alone either. I hear you. Yeah, I, I think for me, it would have to be the every third thought. I mean, I just, you know, because I, I find myself, like, I'll be working on something. I'm like, that was really stupid. I don't ever want. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, so the last one is, would you rather wow. be born without knees or without elbows? <laughs> knees. I walk like a stick person, but it'd be tough to ride a unicycle. <laughs> I, I would say I would say knees. It might make me a little shorter. Maybe I won't have so many pains in my back. You know, <laughs> I, I'm definitely going to go with knees. I mean, there's a lot of things you can do. You know, but uh, yeah, definitely going to go with it without knees. So uh, good answers, good answers. Well, as we dive in today, um, so tomorrow is Veterans Day, the 11th. Uh, today is the 10th, and so um, these, these gentlemen here, the, these are um, uh, just good friends of mine. They, they are veterans. They are uh, fellow Christ followers. And I'm just so excited to have you guys here. Such a uh, such an honor to have you guys on for this special uh, edition of the Care Ministry Podcast. So um, you guys gave me a little bit about your, your, your uh, uh, information about you, but tell me a little about your history, you know, um, you know, about coming to Northside and uh, military history, you know, just kind of tell us a little about yourself. So, um, I actually came to Northside in 2013 off of uh, a promise I made to my daughter, who at eight years old wanted to get baptized. 
And so uh, I was born and raised Catholic. And when I left the church at 18, I had no desire to go back. I've always said that uh, I believed in Jesus, celebrated his birthday every day, but it was or every year, but it was for myself. Uh, but I came to Northside, and uh, I brought my daughter to uh, her kid's side room, and I uh, was walking back and saw free coffee, and it excited me. And I got the coffee. I took it up, went to the very back row. I was waiting for hearing all this negative stuff, I guess, because at the time I wasn't probably in a great place. And uh, George Ross came out, started preaching about this crazy dude named Paul, and it was just uh, I heard grace and mercy coming from um, from the stage the very first time at any church event that I've ever been to. Mm-hmm. And so I came back the next week. Tom Franklin was preaching on bitterness, really hit my heart, hit me where I needed to be, and got me going in a path that where I am uh, today as a member, mm-hmm. um, also a member of a Christian group in the area called mm-hmm. the Ama- Dayspring Emmaus Community. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, as now as far as a veteran, um, last 14, 15 months, I'm working down at the Work One office, and uh, I'm a what they call a disabled veteran outreach program specialist. I help uh, veterans who have significant barriers to employment, such as service-connected disabilities, homelessness, they've been incarcerated, helping them to get through those uh, barriers to employment and help them do find, uh, help them get them going in the right track. Um, I'm also now leading the uh, veterans uh, small group that is, we're doing on Monday nights, on care night at 6.30, and it's open to all veterans and uh, their immediate loved ones. Awesome. Well, thanks for your service, and thanks for you, thanks for doing what you do at the church. So, Ham. Outstanding. I was hit and miss in my uh, faith and attendance of church for the first 20 years of my life and then uh, wound up coming uh, over the hill. I was raised in Greenville, Georgetown, Floyd's Knobs area, had a rough upbringing for a while, came over the hill, fell in love, got married, and Heidi and I, once we had children, we knew we needed to establish our good foundation for our family. So we're was at a small local church here and wound up being the youth leader, wasn't a minister, um, did outreach and missions and things of that nature, and then uh, just got overwhelmed with the busyness. You know, sometimes when they get your, their hooks in you in a small <laughs> church and you're doing everything, yeah. uh, it's tough. And so we got burned out spiritually and everything, and uh, we had some of my kids' friends invite my kids, Hickory and Harvest, mm-hmm. to Northside for some youth events when they were very small. And when they came home and said, can we start going to Northside? It's like, oh, of course not. I don't want to invest in your eternity. Come on, kid. <laughs> no, so we uh, we came to Northside, and then the next thing you know, we were hooked. So for the last 20 years, uh, we've been here, served in most every uh, part uh, of the church that you can, except for uh, probably the college age and so now, uh, with my 27 and a half years in the military and three deployments, there for a while after 9-11, I was gone more than I was home for over 10 years. And the Northside volunteers and staff helped raise my kids. And Heidi, my wife here, has volunteered for 20 years. Um, so that was something that uh, when I would come home from deployments and find out how much uh, the church had invested in my family through my kids and my wife. Uh, it was absolutely a true blessing. And then it also instilled in me uh, when I was on deployments, my faith gave me the strength 
and you know, of course, I had Joshua one nine on my dog tags. You know, I will mm-hmm. be strong and courageous. I will not be terrified or discouraged, no matter where I go in the world. God's with me wherever mm-hmm. I go, yeah. wherever I go. And so, I would even have veterans uh, and commanders that would be like, "Wow, how can you be so strong and calm and all that through all this hell that we're going through?" And it's like, well, you know. I realized early on when I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, I'm good for eternity, mm-hmm. period. So that faith walk and journey here helped me in my deployments and then coming home helping to see some of our warriors that you talked about, Bill, you on care night mm-hmm. and things of that nature and the needs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it doesn't matter what rank you are. And you, you don't have uniforms on. You know, on this podcast, you can't see us, but we don't have uniforms <laughs> on right now. So, you know, Praise take God on. from <laughs> whom all blessings Praise <laughs> him. And, and I even had, at a church I used to go to, you know, one of the old elders said, come on, we sing like we're dead. You know, we got to do something. You know, love the old hymns, love the mm-hmm. old rugged cross, love all the doxology and things of that nature. Yeah. However, um, you know, it's different. Different people like different things. Mm-hmm. I, I love the more contemporary uh, mm-hmm. vibe yeah. we've got going on here now. And you talked about George, you know, and he taught me a lot about how to, um, you know, raise our kids and be the leader of the family. But also as extroverts, like we talked about earlier, we have a responsibility here at the church as well to step up as men and as warriors. Amen. Amen. Well, t- tell me a little about your all's, um, your heart for veterans and, and serving for veterans. Like, you know, each of you serve veterans in, in different capacities. Um, tell me about the, the heart behind that, like, uh, as, you, as you're serving when you're working with the veteran. You or me? I'll go ahead. Um, I will say that, so where mine started was when I first started in my faith and um, joined the Emmaus community, um, I got involved in jail ministry. And so when I started my the jail ministry, the thing that really was in my heart is that I wanted to find veterans that were in, that were in prison or in the county jails and really like pour into them. The thing that I kept finding out is that they kept walking away. They kept staying away. And I'm, I'm sure that it was a pride thing. I'm sure that they were um, ashamed. Uh, but uh, I just kept, every time I'd have to give a testimony, I always kept telling them that, um, you know, that loving Jesus, when I couldn't love, I never learned to love anybody until I learned to love Jesus first. Once I learned to love Jesus, it's helped me to love my wife. It's helped me with my kids. But it's helped me that, you know, God says that our two, the two main um, commandments, love God with all your heart, mind, and soul, love your neighbors, you love yourself. Well, everybody's our neighbors. And so I do love jail ministry. I love going to Branchville State Prison. I've taught a lot of, um, I've taught some classes there on anger management. I've also done different, uh, what they call RECs, Residence Encountering Christ. That kind of launched me into, um, I didn't really know where God was going to take me. So I thought maybe um, after a mentor and I talked, uh, he said something about preachers. There's not a lot of preachers coming out anymore, and these small churches are starting to go. So I thought, well, maybe I'll go back to college. I did, graduated at 51 years old. And I thought maybe this would get, and then what happens? I get a job down at work one helping disabled veterans. And so I always wanted to be help veterans. And now God put me in a position to where I'm helping veterans and veterans that have been in jail, also veterans that are homeless, Mm -hmm. um, veterans that have uh, service-connected disabilities like uh, Ham talked about, you know, when you were talking about just all the the deployments you've had and and all the action that people have seen, there is a lot of hurt veterans out there. 
I don't really, I don't really throw out the name Jesus to them, you know, mm-hmm. but I do talk about my faith all the time with them. And I do, Love right, and I tell them, I say, my faith is the most important thing to me. And it has helped me to guide me to the man I am today and to help me in my life and in everything. Does it mean that I'm perfect? Oh, absolutely not. But, and I tell them, it's okay to be broken. To me, I'm the most brokenest person out there, you know, but that helps humble me and keep me wanting to work harder. Love it. Outstanding. And so for me, I came home broken, uh, did not realize it. You know, I'm a happy guy. I ride a unicycle, juggle magic balloons. You know, I used to be a professional clown and entertainer, uh, still entertain and ham it up. But I came home from my third deployment and had some anger issues. You talked about anger management. I'm a happy guy. I shouldn't be angry, but in my kitchen, um, you know, my daughter Harvest said, Dad, chill out. I am calm. See? And my wife's like, maybe you need to go to the VA and get some counseling. Yes, ma'am. You know, went down there, had individual counseling. Young counselor was overwhelmed. You know, supposed to have 90 clients. She had 300. Mm. You know, hey. And then met another um, wonderful counselor, and she said, you know, I didn't have PTSD. I didn't need medicine. I needed Jesus in my life. And she was a spiritual woman. Wasn't allowed to say Jesus in that room. Wasn't allowed to hug people. But by golly, she was the best hugger when the door was <laughs> open and I was leaving. You know, but uh, bless her heart. Um, you know, good, strong Southern Baptist woman from the other side of the river. And deep, you know, deep voice and everything. And she wrote me a prescription to go fishing and go fishing a lot. Because she said, Ham, what keeps you calm? What can you do just to keep you calm? And so you'll see me on my social media. I go fishing all over the world, and it's wonderful. And then I also uh, do veteran hunts, things of that nature, fishing events. But my passion is suicide prevention. Uh, mm-hmm. Cole Heim, a buddy of mine from up near Fort Wayne, killed himself after multiple deployments in the Christmas season and left three wonderful kids and and, uh, and Beth behind and it was one of those things that when I went to the star program up at Atterbury and the military put on a family program for those who have lost their loved ones and these young kids now who are graduating high school without a father you know and I see um, you know prom pictures and things with his daughter in her dress by his headstone it just punches me in the heart so I'm involved with uh, Veteran Suicide Prevention Group 22 Challenge, which mm-hmm. is going to help with coffee talks here at Northside. Yep. Uh, January, February, starting out mm-hmm. on uh, Sundays. Um, so we're going to be uh, continuing my mission of suicide prevention and awareness because then I find out that it's young, you know, out here in Jeffersonville, an 18-year-old young man from basic training comes home and kills himself on the railroad tracks over here in Jeffersonville. And I deal with his mother you know, at a ruck march for suicide prevention and awareness. And I've got families um, who have older children who have committed suicide. Um, I had Uncle Joe, who was a World War II veteran at 90 years old, that said, hey, can you load my pistol? I'm done. This is no quality of life. I'm over it. No, you know what I do, suicide prevention awareness, and I love people. You said love your neighbor. Everybody's mm-hmm. our neighbor. And so yes, whether they're old, 90 years old, wanting to commit suicide, no, Uncle Joe, you're not doing that. Not on my watch. That's what we say, not on my watch. And so when it comes to Jesus and my faith and being strong, you know, we're big dudes. You all can't see us on this podcast, but we're <laughs> big dudes. And so when you talk about being humble and when you talk about talking to these uh, 
folks in jail and everything, you know, it's, you know, we may be big dudes, but like you said, let's do a soft start mm-hmm. and where's your heart at? Yeah. Amen. Amen. I love it. So, uh, just want to turn the corner a little bit. So, uh, we, we talked a lot about Christ and, 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 um, here at Northside, like we love the Bible. We are a Bible teaching church. Uh, we want to turn to scripture. We want to turn to God's word. We know it is sufficient. It is authoritative, infallible, inerrant, living word of God. And so when, you know, when I think about working with veterans, like a couple passages pop up in my mind. And uh, one is in, in Genesis 1 where, you know, God says, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Each and every human being is made in the image of God. And it's just, for me, that was convicting, you know, just to, as a counselor, when I'm working with individuals, to be like, you know what, right, wrong, or indifferent, whatever I hear, whatever's happening, this person is made in the image of God. And then two, uh, uh, one of you guys mentioned about just uh, maintaining humility. One of my favorite passages, too, is uh, Romans 3.10, where it says, no one is righteous, no, not one. And it goes on for another 13 verses uh, all the way down until 323, which many people are familiar with, where it says, you know, we've all fall short of the glory of God. And so, like, we all are broken, every single one of us. There's not a single one of us who has it all together. Uh, You know, I heard a pastor say, you know, there's Jesus and there's, like, everybody else, which is more than everybody. (laughs) So, so, but, but, you know, when you guys are having those, uh, those conversations, those biblical conversations, what, what are some, some common references you guys use when you look at Scripture? Well, it all depends, too, on um, who I'm talking to, mm-hmm. right? Um, a lot of the ones that I talk to, especially some of the newer veterans com- coming out of the service, right? Mm-hmm. We, as, and I don't know if Scott Ham ran into this, but I know I did, is that I used a lot of foul language when I came out, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, stuff I'm not proud of, and it was when I first started my on my uh, wrote, started walking with the Lord that mm-hmm. I said, I have to clean up my mouth, right? And the verse that always hit me at the very beginning was Ephesians 4.29, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may be benefit those who listened. And I've really stuck with that verse. Um, and um, I always say that I on occasions will throw out a small word, but God always reminds me that there's no such thing as small words, those words. But uh, I, there's, you know, my biggest thing, and I go back to what I said, the two greatest commandments. Mm-hmm. I do believe it because a lot of people are so broken, they're so hurt, and they're very guarded, especially men. The mm-hmm. men, the veterans, uh, they're just, they, they put up this wall and they, this toughness, right? And then, like Scott said, we're big guys, we can use that to a little bit of advantage, but then when they when they really get to know us, we're just two big teddy bears, you know. And uh, but I will say that you know, love your neighbors as you love yourselves. Yeah, get the hate out of your heart, mm-hmm. right? But how does it start? It starts with love God with all your heart, your mind, mm-hmm. and your soul. Love with everything, right? Well, yeah, yeah, I got that. No, no, I mean you have to start there. Yeah, there's no. Well, I know, but there's no buts. Mm -hmm. Just like when my dad always said when I was growing up, my dad would say, great job, son. You played a great game. But if you had done it. So as soon as he said but, I knew it was all a lie. 
or I felt like as a kid, mm -hmm. he's lying to me now mm -hmm. that it wasn't a great because he wanted me to be perfect. Mm -hmm. And as a young kid, I, that's my self-esteem was so low because mm -hmm. I felt like I never could be perfect enough. Mm -hmm. And I had a lot, and that's, shoot, we don't have enough time on this podcast to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> so I, my go-to again was, you know, Joshua 1-9, be strong mm -hmm. and courageous. You know, but it's like, have I not commanded you to yeah. be strong and courageous? <laughs> yes, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, be strong and courageous wherever you are. God is with us wherever we are. So, so folks, uh, be strong and courageous and just know it. There's a difference between thinking it and knowing that Jesus is my Lord and Savior and, and God is with me wherever I go in this world, um, and I'm good for eternity. But the other thing is, you know, when it comes to warriors, I talk about Ephesians 6, 10 through 18 and battle rattle. Yes. Battle rattle, the armor of God. <laughs> and it's like uh, Hickory Ham, my son, yes, his name's Hickory Ham, um, you know, when I was getting ready to deploy and I had my duffel bag and all my battle rattle uh, in the kitchen floor, he came home from Northside from a, a youth group meeting, walked in the back door and without skipping a beat, he saw me doing my PCCs and PCIs. Mm -hmm. I was doing my pre-combat checks, pre-combat inspections on all of my gear. Mm -hmm. And I had my helmet. I had my bayonet. I had my my body armor. I, you know, I had my boots. I had my belt. I had all these things. And Hickory walks in without missing a beat, looks down at the floor and walks past, goes, hey, Dad, you don't need that. You need the armor of God, Ephesians 6. <laughs> you know, it. and I'm I like, rock and roll. Hickory, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Good job, son. Uh, and it punched me in the heart. And then you can you can look at your battle rattle, so to speak, mm -hmm. and, and your armor. Um, but it's also something where when I was deployed, you know, and when you hit Turkey, you know, Ephesus, or you hit Afghanistan, or you're right by Iraq, or or, uh, I mean, right by Iran, and then you're in Kuwait, and then Iraq. Mm -hmm. And then you're looking at, oh, my goodness, you know, this is where the Tower of Babylon is, or the, mm -hmm. the city between two rivers. And, you know, mm -hmm. and I'm flying over it in a Marine Chinook helicopter, okay? And a chaplain is taking us for a tour and go, look down there, there's this, look at that. And then you land, and then, you know, he brings out the Bible and talks about battles talks about oh here's the the trail where abraham walked you mm -hmm. know and this and that and it's like right there in the scripture is so much and if you look at cool war stories and then my commanders when they would go and learn about war guess what we still used some of our logistics and tactics and techniques and procedures mm -hmm. from biblical times mm -hmm. old and new testament has stuff in there that we could gain mm -hmm. you know from even just um, dealing with, um, I hate to say the art of war, but just combat. Yeah. And now it not only gives you the physical side, but guess what? The spiritual side and, you know, the sword, the word, mm -hmm. to take on any enemy. And Satan is alive and well. And as we are doing good things, guess mm -hmm. what? Look out, warriors. We need to defend ourselves against him. I, I love that passage in the... Uh, I heard somebody break it down like this. I had I'd never thought about it this way before. Was that everything in there, including like the way that we position our feet in, in Ephesians six, is all defense. Yes, it's all defensive. And then yes. there's only one offensive weapon, the sword. And yep. that, that's God's word. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. And and it was cool. I had chaplains that when we would be in some of our base camps and things and places where we would go, mm -hmm. they would you know look at our our 
field division, look at where we are defensively mm-hmm. and our strongholds mm-hmm. and the position and the terrain and the this and that. And then yeah. he would go right to the Bible. And then in some of the Bibles, there are maps mm-hmm. that you can refer back to and oh, take yeah. the present day map and the past maps, mm-hmm. and it will just blow your mind and open up your heart to, to what God has in store. I love it. I love it. Well, as we turn one more corner, I just want to uh, talk about some solutions we have at Northside. Um, Ham, I'll, I'll, I'll go to you first this time. Uh, coffee talks. So yes. um, uh, we have a couple coffee talks uh, coming up in uh, in January and February. Yes. And that's kind of one to, you know, uh, hear a little about. If somebody says, what's a coffee talk? Okay. And that's a way where when you put veterans together, you know, and you have an event, you know, whether it be, hey, can we stack chairs or put up tables or this and mm-hmm. that, stuff just happens. So, no. So, you don't have to do anything physically. Mm-hmm. Just show up. Yep. We'll have some coffee. We'll have some stuff to mix in it if you like foo-foo stuff. And uh, <laughs> so, it's one of those things. But January uh, 15th and February 26th at 1030 in the West Auditorium, um, we are going to have coffee talks. Um, right now, 22challenge.org, uh, a group that we're kind of partnering with through the MSM, mm-hmm. um, we have been having coffee talks over Coffee Crossing in Spring Street in Jeffersonville. The second Tuesday of the month, or second Sunday, I'm sorry, second Sunday mm-hmm. at 10 o'clock over at Coffee Crossing in Jeffersonville, second Sunday of each month. And it's just where we'll we'll provide the coffee and, mm-hmm. and some snacks and breakfast snacks and stuff. And um, you get veterans together. We don't have uniforms on. I don't broadcast it. I'm a command sergeant major because, you know, you may have a private or a specialist or an officer, you know, um, or whoever, but people just show up and we talk. And mm-hmm. before you know it, you know, we find out people's stories and we build relationships. You know, uh, Northside, we connect unconnected to the to Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what we do. We connect the unconnected to Jesus. Well, guess what? Sometimes when we're just discussing things and we make that contact and connection, we talk about here having community. Well, guess what? When you put veterans in the same room and you're just – chilling out, enjoying each other's time, mm-hmm. um, we build community. We build Amen. that camaraderie, camaraderie. Yeah, is it over a cup of coffee? Yeah, and it's better than pills and bourbon. Yes. Because, yeah. you know, we talk about uh, next steps as well. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one of the things we talk about here at Northside. What's your next step? You know, and that's why, um, you know, I've got some folks that are going on a veteran hunt with me this year that I met just meeting them over coffee through the past year mm-hmm. and finding out that they just need to get outdoors. They don't need to be in a dark room during this winter time mm-hmm. getting sad with the seasonal mm-hmm. adjustment disorder and everything else. And um, if they are capable of handling a weapon, mm-hmm. that's one thing. If they're not, then they're not going to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, th- we have a lot of warriors around here that need to be drinking coffee, not something else. Yep. Yes and amen. So this is a great yeah. care care method with coffee dogs. Uh, Bill, I want I want to turn to you for a second. So there, there's two other things we have. We have the the life group and reboot. And can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah. Um, so reboot actually is a it's a, a combat recovery, which is a little um, deceiving, you know, because not everybody has been off to combat that has been in the military. I always say though that, but what do you do when you're in the military? You train for combat. Yep. So. You are training for going out and fighting the enemy. 
we all come from different backgrounds. We've all grown up different ways. Some people, you know, they uh, grown up in church. Others did not. They grew up in the street. So you're when you're pulled up out of your your childhood, which you're comfortable with, mm-hmm. and you're put into this and mixed all up together with all these different um, personalities, all these different ethnic groups, everything. You're it's a culture shock, and and then it's it's like bam, bam, bam. It's 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 hitting you hard, and it's and then you get through basic training, depending on how long you go. Most basic trainings are eight or nine weeks. For armor, it was we were 14, 15 weeks, and and then right after that, you get two weeks at home, and then you go off. I ended up going overseas at eighteen years old and went to Germany. So, it is there is some recovery there that you mm-hmm. when you finally, and then you get in, and once you get settled. And you get that uh, structure, and you get that in the maturity, and a different mature. And then you come back to the world, to the United States, in this chaos, and you're going, "What the heck?" And there's so many veterans that are out there that said, "I do not know how to come back to this. I do. Mm-hmm. I just can't. It's hard for me." And then, on top of it, throw in combat. You know, mm-hmm. I fortunately for me have not seen it as much combat as they. Uh, ham has mm. or others that are here but i will tell you this is that i have jesus and and i want so bad for them to have jesus amen because jesus is the number one recovery for those people amen for those veterans now and i will say so reboot you don't have to be a christian to come into it okay mm-hmm. you can come here to north side it's every monday night um 6.30 to 8, 8.30. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a Navy veteran, and then, uh, and then we have Gary, um, mm-hmm. and then we have from Vietnam, and Vietnam era, and then we have Robin, who was a Desert Storm veteran. She also facilitates it. Um, and we also have opened it up to first responders. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it's, like I said, it's just, it's what started me and my recovery from now being a Christian and re- realizing now that I still had some things that I need to work on mm-hmm. that was from my past. Um, but it also ignited me once I finished Reboot to um, we need to have a life group here for veterans. Mm-hmm. We need to open it up to not only veterans, but their families. And yeah. there's because there's, if the veteran won't talk to me, their spouses talk to me or their, or, you know, their brothers, sisters, mm-hmm. maybe their mother and fathers to say, hey, can you talk to my to my uh, family member? What's going on? So the life group we have now, presently we have, including myself, we have um, six. We just had a new um, veteran joined us yesterday. Awesome. Last night. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it is. Too, yeah. Our, uh, yeah. Well, on Monday night they yeah. joined. So um, and he really enjoyed it. Um, we're going to continue going on until say the fifth of December. Mm-hmm. And then on December nineteenth, we're going to get together and we're going to have like it's a Christmas meal, and holidays, Love it. you know. Love and it. we want to invite other people out, you mm-hmm. know. Um, I just think that veterans, um, we know how to talk, veteran. And uh, do we say all the right things? I'm the f- first one to tell you that I, you know, that um, I'll have to control myself because I might go a little too long. But I will say that there's always others that are in that group that will take over because mm-hmm. that group's not my group. That yep. group is, it's God's group. Amen. And it needs to stay that way. Amen. Well, thank you both so much for coming on. 
you know, one of the, the sayings we have in care is that prayer is primary. And uh, Bill, do you mind praying us out? No, I'll do that. Okay. Lord, Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for everything that you're doing in our lives. I, I thank you so much for uh, Tommy and his heart for this ministry, him being a veteran himself, um, but also coming in and um, being now part of the staff at Northside and really just bringing this uh, forward and to uh, let Northside know that, hey, we have veterans out here and we need to bring something out there that's going to help in their road to recovery and to, if anything, just introduce them to Jesus, just get them in the door. And Lord, we know that no matter what, it's your will to be done. And we know that you have um, power so much more than any of us could even have in our little pinky nail. And uh, Lord, I just thank you and love you for that. I thank you for guiding us each and every day. I lift up all those veterans that are out there that are hurting right now. And I lift up also all those veterans out there that think that there's nothing going wrong with them right now. Um, Lord, we, we, we just need you. We need your son. We need the cross. And uh, we just thank you and we love you in your precious son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Well, again, thank you guys so much. Hope you guys have a wonderful Veterans Day. And don't forget, uh, uh, listeners, you guys can check us out every other Thursday at 7 a.m. You can catch us on YouTube, Amazon, Apple, Facebook, or Spotify. You can also go to mynorthside.com care for additional resources. Love you guys, and we'll catch you next time.